There were three exits, all shuttered and padlocked for the winter. Parker stared through the hokey island and ocean mural that repeated endlessly around the property. He had to focus to think clearly. He kept waiting for the entire Buffalo police force to burst through the gate. The rule was that if you couldn't get away, go to ground. Richard Starks Parker, Slayground, adapted and illustrated by Darwin Cook. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. Is that an interesting new way to start the show? Do you like it? Oh, that's uh, until I introduce him. He's like a, it's like, uh, he's like Jombie. I have to get him. I have to open up the box. Uh, my name is Josh Buckley. And with me is always is my grizzled noir tough guy. Josh, I need you to watch my six. I'm going in. Travis Rats here. Woo. That was tough being silent, Josh. I really wanted to talk. I know. What did you think of that new intro I tried out? Do you, th- do you do you like I tried to enunciate and extend out comic exposure? I'm going to give you a compliment, Josh. Yeah. Great new intro. Mm-hmm. And then I expect a compliment in return with the professionalism that I did not speak. You didn't, until you I didn't say a thing. Until I was introduced. Uh, some, some of our guests on this show could use that right there. Yeah. You know how we'll know if they listen to the show? If they follow that rule from now they on. Because you, rule. sir, you, you have set... A standard. I set a bar. You set a standard. Listen, yeah. I'm not going to ask our guests to do what I'm unwilling to do. Right, right. We wouldn't ask them to do things that we wouldn't do. So here we go. Wouldn't it be great if we just asked a guest to read a comic yeah. and then we didn't read that comic and we got them on? And oh, like, tell, us, tell us about that comic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, on the podcast that you're listening to, this, this one comic exposure podcast, the comic exposure podcast this is like a book club but with comic books we're like oprah but we don't want to give you like enlightenment and betterment with the titles we give you we just want to have we just want to have some fun reading the funny pages Mm -hmm. so travis and i uh have 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 dug into an idw book a richard starks parker slayground adapted and illustrated by the one the only amazing darwin cook and uh, I have one other part of this uh, Parker series, but I was like, I want to read one I haven't read before. Travis Rats, let's read this son of a gun, I said. And you're like, why not? Why not? Because that's what I like about you. One, you wear a big trouble in little China hat. Yep. Two, fro. two you are willing, you're willing to, to just try, uh, try new comic books with me. Well, here's the thing, Josh. You're yeah. actually doing me the favor because then I don't have to go out and scour the comic book landscape for a new book to read because then I've done that. And sometimes it works yeah. out, but sometimes I just read a shit ton of crappy comic books. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> just like all media, there's a shit ton of crappy in it. There is. There's just no way around it. There's a lot of bad bands. There's a lot of bad comics. There's a lot of bad movies. Yeah. It's just, and here's it's just what we, the way it is. You know what we do here in the Comic Book Exposure podcast? We're like a sieve. We're the we're gatekeepers. Like yeah, we're like a we, gatekeeping uh, sieve. 
Yeah, I like. I don't like to be called a gatekeeper because that about, feels sort how of. About like, we're like we're like a gaping sieve. I guess that's that's an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, no, we're like a sieve. We let the good stuff through, and we tell you about it. I'm sure we miss a lot of it, but that's okay. Um, anyways, and on we this keep episode, the pulp for ourselves. I'm gonna keep this analogy yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, we like it pulpy. I like to be able to chew my comic books. All right, Travis so, and I. <laughs> Red Richard Starks Parker Slayground. This is like which one is this in the in this series? I don't. Is this like four or something? Yeah, book four of Richard Starks Parker Richard, illustrated. Richard Parker. You know Richard, what that's from? Richard, you know what that's from? No, uh, no. Life of Pi. Richard I've never Parker. Seen it. Oh. Never seen it. How about you? It's about Rated. a kid and a tiger on a boat, right? Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. That's all. I don't, that's... It's about a kid in Tiger Woods in a boat. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. I'd read that. Tiger book. Woods is like. Hey kid. So where'd you hear about this this bad boy, Josh? Um, well, I like I like Darwin Cook a lot, and when I am looking for uh, a book, I often go like, "What are some things by writers or artists that I enjoy?" And I can't remember how long I've had this other um, Parker book on my shelf, and I read it once. I got it. I really enjoyed it. It's, I think I have book one. I really liked it. I dug the art. But it was one of those things like you and I read a ton of books and it's hard to go back and grab another, like to go back to a series and check it out and, you know, continue on with something unless it's that Green Arrow run by Mike Grell. And then I will stop all things and just consume that for an entire year. But I just didn't go back to it. And then when you and I were looking for a book to read, I was like, huh. Let's let's check. Let's go. Let's see. What do I got that I've read that I like doing a lot of the big two. We wanted to kind of switch it up. And so and so because of that, I was like, well, I really liked book one. um, But what I've heard is that, you know, you can read any of them in any order and it's it's fine. They're kind of like it just drops you in with a character. And so I thought, all right, let's let's do that. Let's just try something completely out of order. Let's go book four. Let's do it. And I really, it was an experiment to see, like, do did we need to know anything about uh, Parker? Did we need to know anything about his world? Or could we just jump in and have some fun? And, uh, yeah, that's that's where it came from. So when you when this landed for you, Travis, what what was your thoughts when I well, said, let's read this? Well, let me, let's, let's, let's pull back a little bit and talk yeah. about uh, the, the idea that I think one of the reasons why, I'm just going to go on with it. I'm just going to take tag in with what you're saying there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. This Darwin Cook basically adapts this from a novel series. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget who writes the novel series. I can, I guess Richard I Stark. Oh, Richard Stark. That makes sense. Richard Stark. <laughs> Richard Stark. Yeah, so Richard Stark's Parker. It's like any kind of like Harlan Cobain or... Yeah, it's know, very much, yeah. Where you don't need to have read the whole series. They're purposely writ- written that way. Now, I'm sure yeah. the fans out there, they find there's a through line through them all. I'm sure the character grows a little bit. But in all these spy or thief books... It's very pulpy. It's needed. It's It's designed for you like it's like i think it like harlan coven reminds it's like that's the airport book right you read yeah. that you pick it up at the airport you read it on the plane and like maybe four years later you're at the airport again when you really you forgot a book right right and you're like oh crap and you're like oh i remember i like that one and this is like six books in between them because dude's cranking one out every other year or it's the one uh like my mother reads a lot of these types of books i'm a big fan of the genre but um you read Daniel enough Steve of them Daniel and then you forget the ones you forget. No, the spy kind of Harlan. Yeah. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mom, can I borrow that Daniel Steele book? Um, and <laughs> she constantly forgets. Have I read that one? I don't know if I've read that one and she'll get like through the entire book and she goes, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I read that already. 
<laughs> because they're yeah, so because formulaic and they just basically yeah. changed the setting uh, and the MacGuffin. And, and the lady, the love the lady. interest, the MacGuffin, and the setting, and then oh, boom. The, the, uh, the, the setting, the MacGuffin, the lady. That sounds like a great play. Oh my God, Travis, I think you've just figured out what your next, uh, what your next play is. <laughs> or the, the name of your next album. The name of your next album. The setting, the MacGuffin, the lady. That's a that's a pretty good album name right there. <laughs> yeah, I like it's it. very like it's very like 2001, uh, like not hair over your eye emo, but like just that that punk emo. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> Said the setting to the lady. Why don't you close the goddamn door? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like that. Um, so let's let's dive into this, Travis. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lay my cards on the table. I have nothing at all bad to say about this book. Oh, I didn't nothing. read this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I cannot look at this book and go like, I, there's nothing I didn't like about it. There's nothing I didn't like about it. Let's, it was okay. Let's, exactly let, what I wanted it to be. Perfect. I liked it too. I like it as well. I think you liked it more than me because you're probably a little bit more Shows fan of over. This, this genre. And done. And done. <laughs> Next week we'll be talking about The Incredible Hulk. Um <laughs> Uh, so let's pick it apart. One of the things that yeah. I, I thought was really well, and sometimes you don't get to see in comic books, the runtime on this bad boy is tight. It's quick. Yes. It just goes. It it, it does go, and there are parts of it. I mean, there's a lot of there's pages where there's no words, and then there's pages where there's like just tons of prose, like just like little like novelization, and then there's like entire pages where like you go through scenes and it's wordless and it's. Perfect. I would say it's more sparse on words than it is dense at times. Yeah. Right. The pacing. So, yeah. You're you're right on the pacing. It's a tight sort of like in out. This is an hour and a half movie. 90 minutes tops. You make this thing. You wouldn't make it any longer. That's it. Right. And one of the things since Darwin Cook is adapting this and uh, drawing it, I think normally we save the art conversation for last. I think it's going to be intertwined in this conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. One yeah. of the things that helps that pace is Darwin Cook's style because there's not a lot to look at within a panel. I mean, it's beautiful art. And it's right, great. Right. I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's elementary, uh, but as opposed to something like Sarah, where there's like all these little things going on in the corners and, and well, it's, it's backdrops. Also, it's not it's also like black and white with, with a, with a shading wash on it. Right. Like there's, right. you know, that's, and, but his style is very sparse. It's very sort of like, um, Spartan, if you will. Oh. Um, but I, I, this comic is, is Spartan, Spartan. <laughs> uh, but dude, I, um, you are correct. The pacing is super tight on it. It drops you in, in medias res you are you are there like you're like oh crap okay let's let's do this okay there's cops okay you gotta hide oh my gosh wait a minute it's not just cops it's cops in the mob Ooh, right and then it is very so it's essentially the story revolves around uh parker who um who is in on a robbery he's got this big duffel bag of cash uh car gets into an accident he's the only guy who survives the accident and he has to like hightail it away because the cops are after him, right? They rob right. an armored car, right? Rob an armored car. And then as he's jumping into this place to rape, jumps into this shutdown fairground, this like uh, summer New York, only open Coney in the summer type of thing. Coney yeah. Island sort of place. And he gets in. And as he's jumping in, he notices that some cops see him. And so he's expecting 
the cops are coming after him. But in reality, these cops is dirty. Dirty cops. And and this place dirty is cop. owned. The, the, the yeah, dirty this, cop. This place is owned by, you know, the mob. It's sort of a mob front. He gets in there. There's only one way in. There's only one way out. Everything else is chained up, locked up. He is stuck in this place. And he has to home and alone style his I way out of this travel. He then has to home alone himself out of this, out of this sleigh ground because right. Playground, sleigh ground. He has to like home alone himself out of this. And it is all of the little set pieces where he's setting up everything and hiding guns and doing all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, this is, yeah, I can, I, like I, I want to go yeah. read it. I want to go read it because I bet, I bet you like the the novelization of it, the writing of it, I bet you it's very like to see him go through all of it and then use all of it. I bet you it's fun to read it. I bet to you like the pros of it is fun. To, like, if, depending on who does, if they do audiobooks of it, like you could get like a yeah, real, read it like, would be New good. Yorker yeah. guy doing it. Like, yeah. I want, That'd be, yeah. I went to oh, the man. fun house. I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to do like a Long Island. I went to the fun house and I can't do it, Josh. No, can't Not do it. coming no, out can't. today. Dickery, dickery, doc. I went. <laughs> the dice man. Dice yeah. playing there. Right? It says, oh, I went play. to the sleigh ground. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's it, it basically takes that. Uh, so is he a robber or like a double agent? This Parker guy? He's a bad dude. He's a bad. That's all you need to know. He's a bad dude. Yeah. Now this could have been explained in books one through three. We get a little bit more of like, where is he coming from? Is he as, is he a ruined man? Is he out for justice? Did he have a, did someone come into his house at night and kill his puppy? That his wife, his dead wife gave him? But in reality, it doesn't matter because there's no, there's, you don't need to know anything about this character. This this story is not about character development. It's not about like redeeming yourself or a hero's journey or any of that. It is, I'm in a tight situation. How the hell do I get out? It's escape from New York, right? It's just that like, let's drop a bad guy into this place and watch him fight his way out. And is that's he, the fun. Is he it. bringing anything new to this you see any kind of new nuance to this character that might separate him from other people within his genre? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's pulp. So pulp never gives you a lot of like background on anybody. So, I mean, in, in what we read, well, no. come let me, uh, so, um, okay. Push back, Travis, push okay, back. Okay. 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 I'm gonna push back. I'm gonna push back. Kevin. Um, so uh, this was a, a quote from uh, a Donald Westlake uh, here. Um, and he says, Parker commits violence, not out of anger, but expedience, 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 <laughs> excrement. So Parker commits violence out of uh, anger, uh, not out of anger, but of expedience. Um, and there is that aspect to him. He's very functional in it. Like he yeah. doesn't kill when he doesn't have to kill, but he has no qualms killing. Um, there isn't you, this. It it's does. very. I guess it is kind of John Wick esque. That's kind of the same thing John Wick kind of does, right? He's he doesn't kill. I guess he does. Kill I don't out know, of anger, dude. Though. He kills out of anger. He gives like a million headshots. Don't don't tell me he doesn't. Everybody who shoots, he double taps. Right, boom, boom. Right, get him in the That's chest true. to slow him down. And it all is head to based on revenge. All right, I, I yeah. take back. I, I'm editing that out. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's, but it is that same sort of story though, right? This isn't a revenge story, but it's that story of like escape, right? Right. Like I said, it's very John Carpenter escape from New York. It's very like, 
that sort of dark character is trapped and how do they work them how do they work themselves out of it yeah and i I like that i think the the fun part of this and i wonder if it continues in his other books is he always setting up that home alone style s no that that was not in book that's not in book one uh it's he's just it's just essentially like he's this hard-boiled thief who's got to make the next score and who is getting who's in trouble with the mob right and so like that's that's where we're at and and this sort of thing is like that's what i think makes this fun is and that's all like i don't i can't put anything anything heavy on this book aside from it's beautiful and it's fun and it's a pretty quick read man josh we gotta talk about this thing for like another half i know no but i just just mean like i i can't i can't like i don't know that there's like a deep deep no but i'll say something that's another thing that's refreshing about this and it might not be in his other books i like that we don't have to deal with this ensemble cast of like this is his sidekick this is his arch rival this is this you get parker and then you just get random thugs uh now over the whole course of the series there might be like femme familiar femme fatales that pop in i don't know but it was nice reading a book where you're just getting one perspective just going into it and not having to worry about like who's this who's this guy who's this little kid here Who's this phone call? Who's he on a like, phone call with? <laughs> Who's short round? Why is yeah, short, yeah, round, short round here? You call him Richard <laughs> Parker, doll. Um, so I like that. Um, let's, uh, we're kind of, let's go, because it's Darwin Cook, man. We got to talk about the art on this. Um, it is what? wonderful, Travis. It is good. Like I like it is, he's so good at what he does, right? And his style lends itself to this very sort of, 50s 60s pulpy kind of vibe his shadow work is great right like it there's like it feels very like johnny quest all right so i mean it reminds me of this sort of bruce tim cartooning but not in a pejorative way right like this idea like he's really able to um he's really able to kind of animate it so you like you said it's very sort of johnny quest looking a little bit it's a hanna-barbera ish sort of feel to or like space ghost right um but i think one of the fun things about this is he gets to play in this playground right of this coney island type place playground playground yeah there's all of these settings right there's like hawaii land and like all of these different theater yeah there's a theater there's all different parts in this map and can we talk about how there is a there's a map uh, and it's yeah, a, that's scratching it's it's on, on common exposure it, here. And it's a fold out map and it shows you Alcatraz Island, Treasure Island, New York Island, Voodoo Island, like all of these little places. And it was like, oh, that's kind of fun, right? Like that's that's a that's kind of a cool thing. Like he finds the map and then the next page is the map and you get to fold it out and open it up and check it out. But he gets to play in this sort of world, right? Where you see, um, you, you see him go to all of these different parts of the island, and you know, set up his traps, and you get to see them all play out. And and there's a ton of like wonderful hand lettering because of the names of the park and everything. And he just really gets to let's like this book is about the art because we mentioned earlier there's there, there's a lot of silent pages. And then there's a lot of pages where there's no word balloons in the way because the words just take up a panel, right? Because right? it's a lot of narration and not a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. And so he gets to do this thing, that very Dark Knight 
you know, Dark Knight Returns, like, here's a box and here's the text that goes with that box. He gets to do that and really showcase this. And I think that really has to do with why the pacing is so good Mm -hmm. is because he gets to narrate a bunch and then he gets to give you two pages of like, the action, the action nine panel grid and or the that big cinematic to me grid is where darwin cook freaking shines in this book is the yeah. action you know uh you read enough comic books you kind of see the standard way to do like a, a chase scene a car crash uh you know whatever it is and right. and darwin cook is able to just dozens of times in this book show you an action scene in a way you've never seen it before in comics. I mean, even that first panel with the car crash. Oh man, that car crash looks great. It's a still shot, but it still has action in it. He's using the, the skids like the snow skids to show where the movement was. And then there's a car roll. That takes up literally two pages on pages 12 and 13. Thank you, Darwin Book, for numbering your book pages. Great. It is so like you get to see the action take place and it's and it's sparse, but it's impactful and you can it feels cold. Yes. Right. Like it looks cold. And I think that's the cool thing is like he uses this very sort of blue gray wash on it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's it's supposed to be it's during the winter and you can see people's breath in it and Mm -hmm. like. It is just he does so many little bits and pieces that are so fun and comic booky. Like you mentioned earlier, the skids being able to pull this car into, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight panels, but like eight sort of broad cinematic panels. And so you really get to see it happen. It comes in from the top of the foreground. Yes. It bounces. And then uh, by the eighth panel, it's just this little tiny car upside down in the back of the frame. And it's, it's beautiful. And to have the patience to, you know, pages are real estate in comics and each of those pages is money that takes money to print that that takes ink. And so, uh, the, for an artist to have to be like, Oh, can I get away with this? Right. How many pages do I have in this thing? And to do that as a set piece, you know, as a key set piece to setting this up. Right. It also shows you that, Hey, Dude, this guy just went through this crazy car crash and he's still able to do all this, all this awesome, you know, <laughs> right. alone shit. There's all these. So there's this one. I, I don't, I, I hope I'm not stealing your panel, but I might be stealing your panel just to talk no, about how I don't he gets, gonna, I don't think you're going to steal how he gets to steal this little comic booky stuff. There's the one where he's hiding the knives, the knives in the, in the courtroom scene in the house of wax. And like, there's little bubbles and he's like, there's a knife in this book. There's a knife with this character there's a knife over here like here's where he's hidden three knives in this room so when he's running away from guys he can grab these knives and i like that like there's just all these little things where he gets you you'd mention he gets to show stuff from a different angle he really is doing it in a different way and so there's one scene where he throws a wrench with an electrical cord into the water mm-hmm. and each frame of that is from a place you'd never see it in another comic book Right. The perspective of it. The perspective, like the the wrench, the final panel is the wrench in the water and you're you're in the water and you're looking up through the surface to see, you know, Parker standing on the dock. And each of those, you're just seeing it in a completely different way. He's just giving you such different perspective on this that he's able to play with 
And in some of these panels are small, but he's still able to kind of give you this very, he's able to drive this story in all of these little panels. And sometimes well, I, Parker's an ant in them and he's leaping over people. And there's, there's just so many like little, little things that, that seem tiny, but they do such a good job of telling the story. Well, I think if you're going to adapt a story that already exists, if you're not going to bring something new to it, you know, it's just it's just a prose story. And then uh, yeah. Darwin Cook adapts it uh, and he keeps a lot of it the same. I've, I, I've read that he tries to keep it as true as possible within yeah. the adaption of it. Um, you you really got to take it from a different angle. I mean, we know this, the story. We know the character. So show it to us in a new way. And I think one of the differences between uh, comic book career guys, you know, the, 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 the page a day guys and Garwin cook really fits into more of like an auteur, like the way you might think of a yeah. filmmaker where yeah. it's, it's not about doing the, the function of the job. Okay. I got to tell a story. Okay. This guy does this, 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 that tells the story that's on the page. It's more about looking at it from an interesting angle, creating an atmosphere and a mood like you said, with the breath, like you said, with the tr- color choice of washes, right. you know, the angles at which things are are shot at. He has a very cinematic way of looking at that's his a, panel. That's what I was just going to say. There's like there are pages where like that car crash, it's essentially he sets the camera and then he lets all the action come across that one frame instead of moving. A lot of times when you think of like Jack Kirby and you think of like comic, essentially like you're moving the camera to focus on the action. So every panel is like, Oh, I took a snapshot of where I want the action to be here. Here's a zoom in on this action. Here's the kick. Here's the punch or whatever it is. There are several times in this book where he sets the camera back and every panel on that page is the same viewpoint. And he lets the action kind of, fly across like that car yeah. scene right like you it's a static panel but every time it's a static like viewpoint but each panel shows something happening that and he does it again later on page uh let's see i just i just uh page 75 it's uh he's on the riverboat ride he just swam through the water of the riverboat right and the scene is just this static shot of you know like two stands and two guards standing in Fun Island. Someone pulls up. They have a little conversation. The car drives away. And then you see Parker, like, flop up onto the uh, onto the um, in the bank after, like, swimming through this. Yep. Like, pulling himself up on the side. And then you see him sort of, like, slinking. Shake. Like, yeah. yeah, running away. And you can just – that's just this – that right there, like – that takes what he could have done is he could have like zoomed in to that conversation, right? Had the car pull up, then zoom out, but he lets it hold on this one scene and lets the action play out. Remember, um, remember the, 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 you'd get like the cling things. It'd be like a Ninja Turtles play thing and you, you peel and stick things. That's like what's happening several times in this, book it like he's just like i'm gonna take my shrinky dinks and i'm gonna put them on the i'm gonna put them on the panel and move them around but this but it's a static shot I, it's, they it's used like to have an old computer it. program for like gosh it was like the, like way before windows where i remember i got an x-men one 
And it was like, design your own X-Men animation. And they had the preset ones. And basically, it was just like a sticker book, but for a computer, like, Word document. And you're just like, I want a beast here. You put him in the corner. And you're like, then I want this sentinel here. And then a building here. And then you're like... But uh, the ad for on the box made it look like you're creating your own X-Men cartoon. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You just get backdrops and little uh, cling things, like you said. Digital but cling that, things. But- but this is, I mean, that's what this reminds me of. He does a, you, this, you're right, this idea of like an art, an, an auteur where he gets to like, he's very cinematic. It's very cinematic. What? Um, so one of the things that separates, you know, when you, when you got to kind of peel and play with these spy or thief characters, you know, the setting becomes a, a, a crucial part in distinguishing yeah. your spy story from another person's spy story. So this one takes place in a fun land. That's kind of cool. Um, you know, it, there. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, where's a good place to stage a gunfight? Because um, I was thinking about that. They have Willy's Wonderland coming out next month, which takes place basically, it's like this you know, the Nick Cage movie where he goes into like a Chuck E. Cheese. I have not to... seen that at all. Oh my God, Josh, you got to watch the trailer for Willie's Wonderland. I almost want to pause this podcast <laughs> and I want you to watch this damn thing. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, for full Cage going in and he has to battle these demonic Chuck E. Cheese animatronic so possessed dolls over a night. I, I don't have to, uh, I don't have to like, Go to the movie theater because everything's streaming. I can just watch it from home, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's oh. coming out in February. Yeah, yeah. Then hell yes, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, yeah. I, all you had to say is Nicholas Cage, Chuck E. Cheese. I'm in. That's it. <laughs> That's all you had to say, man. That's all you so, where I, where uh, gunfight? Oh, that, Where's the creative place see a gunfight that we might not have seen in uh, at all, or not seen as done as well as it could be? Um, I, so I don't want to steal from this so much, but Golfland in in Mesa would be Golf kind of Sunflash? Yeah, Golfland Sunsplash, a water park and a and a mini golf course. That would be kind of cool. Um I think we I we just watched uh Bill and Ted with Renner and the mall scene where they're running through the mall mm-hmm. remi- makes me think like, well, mall would be that's like or, that would be the a, beginning of Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, but like an actual like kind of I guess it's a very like zombie sort of thing for it to be in a mall. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Dan. You know, yeah. Um, what, what do you what do you think? What would be a place for you to stage this, it? They've done it before, but I kind of want it like this, where it's like a like a shoot 'em up, like a, a, like the Vegas Strip, like a casino mm. would be kind of cool. Yeah. Because you could use all the sounds of the casino could really help you out, right? Like right, all of the, the lights, and there's so many different aspects to a casino, like behind the kitchens, the slot machines, you know, some of the roller coasters. So let's say it's this it's this casino that that isn't that isn't opened yet, right? Like it's not finalized, that uh, everything's on in it, right? Like and the pristine. Like the big opening comes like the next day or something like that, and this is when you rob it. You rob it right before it opens, opens because they have all of their, you know, like all of the cash. I think that's yeah. a Ocean Eleven's, like one of them. Where they, they, I don't know. They rob a casino on its first day of opening. Well, look, <laughs> but they don't just, shoot them up. There's no shoot them ups in yeah. those movies. No, it's just robbing. Gotta have I want, a shoot them up. Gotta have a shoot them up. Buddy. What about a modern day terrible. shoot 'em up in an old west tourist town like Tombstone? <laughs> that would be funny. You yeah. can play that for some solid laughs, uh, but not like like har har, but like oh, that's and good. If you go to like Tombstone, they even have that mine. You can go in that. You can take them down into that little mine yeah. and the mine cards mine and thing. things like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun to think about like 
shoot em but ups. I, I mean, that's 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 got to be the. F- to me, if I was a director or I had to visually come up with a, a gunfight, to me that just seems like hard. It seemed like in the past it seemed like oh I don't want to write the gunfight and then just, I was just like right they get, like have a gunfight you know that'd be it. But I yeah. think it would be really fun to choreograph that. To well, you see, I mean, you what see happens. movies. You see movies now, like like we, we'd already mentioned, like John Wick, right? Where like each of those gunfights takes place in a different, you know, locale. Whether it's like the nightclub, and then you know, like all of these different, you know, um, the one where it's in like the where's it at? It's like in Tunisia or something. Like it's all like it's stucco in like rugs and like these like the dogs are attacking and stuff, right? I think that's in three. Um, but there's like all of these. Like, that's the fun part about it. Like, yeah, he's going to shoot everybody in the head. Yes, he's going to win. Yes, he's going to escape. But it's like, how does he do it? How does he get through it? What are the, how do you use your environment, right? Like, how do you parkour your way through it to like make it interesting? And I think that's where you have fun with it. And I think that, 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 you know, Richard Stark in writing this has a whole lot of fun creating this place to take this take part in and then darwin cook is able to bring it to life in a way that like there's so many little scenes in it where you're like oh that's fun like that's a fun little like ooh, a wax do it in the wax museum oh and then you like you chase him through the through the tiki lounge, like the theater and all or these you different jump things. on a gondola. Like he has to right. jump onto a, 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 take out a sniper and a gondola. Let me ask you this about a gunfight. Um, yeah. Is what do you prefer a gunfight? Do you prefer the more like realistic tactical a la heat uh, and bits of John wick? Or do you prefer something that a gunfight that doesn't follow the rules of, of, of guns or combat, like a, like a matrix thing. That's a little bit too far, but um... Uh, I, I think John wick is sort of perfected what this should look like. Right. Mm. And I think that that's a ton of fun. Was the atomic blonde was the one with, uh, Charlize Theron in it. Right. Right. Also wanted wanted was the opposite of it. It was like, like a, you know, curve bullets or whatever bullets and the, you know, all that stuff like that. And everyone's just like one handed shooting, jumping and like while they're doing a high kick, that's the opposite end of it. Right. Uh, yeah. I like the sort of like, I, because it feels like there's more stakes if it feel, I, I think like, although, you know, John wick is going to survive, although, you know, like this is book four of seven that, you know, like Parker's going to make it out. Okay. It's the fact of like, Oh, we could get hurt because this is like, this is like real stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it, it feels, it feels more lived in, even though he, you know, he home alones himself out of this amusement park. Well, and one of the things there's a switch up here. I don't know if the other books you said you have the first book is the wash yeah. the same color because the epilogue's in a different wash. It's yellow washed here. There's a little epilogue give me, to this give story. Give me one yes. sec. Let me see what color yeah. it is. I don't remember. So for those of you uh, who read the book, you'll notice that the main story is in this kind of blue wash. Uh, so it's a lot of blacks, whites, and blues. But then you have like a six page epilogue at the end, and that's all. The same style, just yellow washed. It's, and I thought it would be cool if they every book was a different wash depending uh, on on. This the is more story. of no. It's it's pretty similar. It's a little maybe darker blue. Um, it feels a little more dark, so it feels a little more noir okay. than than that one does. But I think, that would be, I think it might be a missed opportunity to do uh, all the the stories in a different kind of wash to give them a different feel, right? Yeah. 
I don't know, dude. It's a desert Western barbecue one. You know, that's what I want to see. I want to see Parker go to like the West. Like he has to make his like, oh, well, you go to Vegas, right? What's more like what would be more 50s noir than like. And he's a thief. What I mean, that's where you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, I I thought it like this is I think he plays in this place in a a really sort of fun way. And like I said, it lets it lets Darwin Cook really show off his skill of how he uses angles and the camera, so to speak, uh, to, in, in his work. And it makes me want to get all of them. There's like one giant, uh, collection of them. Um, you can get, um, one, two, three, I think there's, those are, I don't know. There's however many of them and you can get it in one like slip case edition. Yeah, that might be the way to do it. We'll talk about that when we talk about who we recommend yeah. it to. But what yeah. about your favorite panel in here? I mean, there's all right, so favorite panel. From. Oh, there is. I had like I had I had like maybe two that I was going to go with, but I talked about two of them because I thought they were just cool instances of it, like the sort of pop, plopping out of the water, the little circles where the knives were, like like ooh, I hit a knife here. I think one of one of the things that I think is the coolest is when he's in the House of Mirrors. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has he, earlier on, you see him spray paint all the mirrors and you're not really you're like, OK, why is he spray painting? all? Why is he putting like a, a, a splotch on every one? And then there's a scene where he uh, walks like you see the guy that he's after him walk in and he's looking at all these mirrors and they all have the white splotch on it. That's my panel. It's on the top of page 51. It's the guy who's after him. And he stands in and he's like, he's looking at all these mirrors and his hands are kind of out. Like, why? What? Like, he sees all these spots on there. And then the last panel of that page, it's got uh, it's got uh, Parker, like his eyes, like looking all like tough. And it says like, um, oh, I just moved it. He's like, he just shot the one without this without the circle. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The, it's like he, he shot up. The, he, yeah, he, he just shot the predetermined one. Predetermined this is going to happen. And he yeah. just blows him out. Um, that's a good one too. Like, yeah, th- th- that's the the fun. The most fun in this book is when you see the traps go off. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, seeing them pay off. What's what's your favorite panel, sir? Uh, mine's a little weird one. It's on uh, page forty four on the bottom labeling, um, thirty seven location on the digital. And there's this great scene where they're calling up like the head boss guy, the head dirty cop, you know, and he's cooking scramps sh- from shrimps. Yeah, and there's just this close up of this bowl of shrimp being put into this sizzling wok. And for some reason that just captured my imagination. Those shrimps look so like cool, like the way he draws the shrimps and like the sizzle <laughs> of the pan. And then you see the the phone cord in the background. I thought that was a fun way to kind of introduce that character from afar. Like he's just a domestic yeah. guy, you know, just making some scramps. Uh, <laughs> and you had the dialogue on there. You can hear the sound. You can hear the yeah. And he says, you know, these are uh, these are truly uh, things are truly right now. We got to keep our heads down. Right. So he's given all the the boss lingo talk on, on here. And I thought that was a fun, those shrimp, those interesting thing like, to show. Like it, they take up one, two, like four, four panels, like on the next page. Yep. They're like he's tossing them. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just like who would have thought to spend six panels on close ups of shrimp? Darwin Cook. Right. That's who. They don't call him Darwin Cook for a reason. <laughs> like he's like, if it ain't too late, we'll have dinner. You can tell you can tell me all about it. 
I'm making my famous scampi. And the what like his his like guys like scampi that I guarantee will wrap this up early, right? Like <laughs> sort of I thought it was this You know sort how of I love fun. a good scamp, Josh. A good <laughs> but I think those are good. So my question is, I guess Travis, like who do you who do you give this to? Who do you recommend this to? Who's on your list that you'd be like, you need to check this out? This is a pretty, this is a pretty, you can give this to a lot. I think because one, the pace is so quick. You don't feel bad about having someone read this because it's not going to take up a lot of their time. So even if it's not their thing, it's an hour of their day. If that. Right. right. And, I, and I think also like, it's pretty universal to just be able to dive in. Right. Right. Like the, so- the genre is not out of the norm. It's not asking you to think of anything you know, sci-fi or fantasy or anything like that. Like this is a, this is an American, this is American movie, right? That's what this is. It's very much like we love our, like our, our sort of thief. We like our underdog gray character, right? Right. And the art is so good and accessible to anyone, whether you're new to comics or if you're new to, if you're new to comics, you'll appreciate the, the, the sparsity of it of the art which will allow you to kind of read through that quickly if you're um been reading comics then you you probably know of darwin cook and this might be a darwin it's not new frontier so uh, this might be a darwin cook that you haven't got your hands on yet uh and you'll appreciate that for uh just a master at his craft yeah and then and then you get to kind of then i think like if you are a comic book, if you're an, if a normal comic book reader, this gives you something a little different because of the amount of like pros that are in it, the amount of sort of like writing that's in bits and pieces of it. So there are parts where it feels like I'm, I'm reading. Right. And then there's parts where I just get to comic. Right. And then there's like, Oh, okay. Here's some big chunks of text. Okay. Let's do a couple pages of like, bop, 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 like where it, it kind of, he sets everything up with some description in some conversation and then he runs through the action. Like you go through that speed. Yeah. And then it's back to like, okay, let's slow it down. Let's have the, here he is prepping this, here he is prepping that. And then bam, bam, bam. Let's run through the action again. I would also recommend it too. Now you're saying that is sometimes you come across people who are like, yeah, I'd love to write a comic someday, or I'm thinking about writing a comic and they don't, they don't realize how hard it is to lay out panels or like how to do that. (laughs) I think that this is a, a masterclass in how to creatively lay out a panel to pace a story and tell it. So, and because it's so quick to read, you could go through this a dozen times and really uh, instill uh, the, yeah. the panel layout vibes and how he's really study this as uh, a masterclass in how to lay out a story creatively, especially an action story, which a lot of people I find like they, that's what they want their comic to be. It's like, I want a story about this thing. It's going to, and gonna I think the other side of it too, is like, you could give it to someone who loves cinema, like, and who uses the word cinema. Yes. They don't, uh, they don't, Carson, they don't Carson say, cinema. They don't say film or they don't yeah. say movies. They like, I like films and cinema. This is like, yeah. give them this and they'll be like, Oh, it's like it's like a so Kurosawa nice. film right it's here, so right? <laughs> it is very cinematic, and I think it it plays that strength up really well. And so, if you're not a normal comic book reader, I think this would be a good a good way for you to get into the genre. I think it does a really good job. Well, like John you said, don't, you don't need to not... know of anything about these characters. You can just no. jump right into this one. 
And you know, uh, normally we 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 talk a lot about like oh some of the themes we saw or maybe some of the symbolism or metaphors in here, but that's not this book. So I think we no. did a good job of talking about capturing what this book is. And so if you're if you liked how we talked about this book, you should listen to how we talk about all the books, Josh. So here's what I want to know, Travis. Do you want to read the rest of this? Do you want uh, to dive into this? No, not really. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I just, not, in a, not in a bad way. I'm just not a big fan of this genre. I'm like, okay, uh, this was fun to read. Uh, I might, if I'm on a long plane fight, I might load up a couple more on onto a. Uh, if you ever fly and, again, and, and, and if you ever fly and, again, don't say that. No. <laughs> um, if you can ever leave the tiny island of Japan. Yeah, yeah, or like a if you if you got a you know what this actually be a good train read. Oh it, yeah, it, it probably I could probably read one on, on the way from here into Tokyo on the train and just stick it in my backpack and then read another one on the way back. So it's there got you go, dude. action paced and I it's got... not embarrassing to read in public. No, no to look over your shoulder and be like boobies. Well, especially like in Japan, everybody's got yeah. manga, right? Doesn't everybody uh, read manga? You're that's fine. True. That's You're true. good. You can read this. I, I I'm going to tell you what this makes me want to do. It makes me want to go find the novel of Slayground and read this one. Mm-hmm. And just see how he wrote it and what the adaptation is adaptation is like, because it feels like it's got to be really, really close. But I'm curious as like, if this is a novel and it's probably, you know, it's probably not a super long novel. Right. But I wonder how, like, how long is it? What's the pacing like in that? Because the pacing in this feels so deliberate and so quick in like, you see it, you you read it, it pays off. You you see it, it pays off. And I'm curious if 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 the if the writing is is like that as well. Honestly, I think I would be more interested in doing that experiment than going and reading all the rest of the the Parker comics. I think. Well, after would... after you read Dune, after you finish Dune, you can go I'm jumping halfway. I've 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 read as far as Dune would be. Now I just have to watch it so we can talk about it. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> This one, I did watch the trailer. I had not watched the new trailer to the new Dune, but mm-hmm. uh, the Dune Dune? The Dune yeah. Dune? Uh, what do you think, so of, the new, do you think that? of the new Dune trailer? What do you, what do you think of it? It looks one? pretty cool. Uh, it does. Uh, right? It's cool. Arrakis looks awesome. Uh, it looks great. Um, I think they're really playing up the this you are the savior part that we get kind of early on in the book and that might come back in the second half more uh, as he's discovering he's coming into his uh, well, that's what the story is. I mean, that's essentially yeah. what the story is about. He is the Quizette's Hatterack. Yeah. If I if I can use that big fancy word. But I, th- I think the movie's two parts. I think this is just part one. It better be because I don't understand if you're trying to cram that. You can't. I don't think you can successfully cram the tone no. of Dune uh, within the movie in just one movie. And that might not be a bad thing. <laughs> and this was and this was Dune Corner. Thank you for joining us for Dune yeah. Corner on on the, on the podcast. We're, the, we're right. Dune dudes. Are you Dune dudes? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, folks, people, gentlemen. Thank yeah. Thank you for thank you for tuning in. We're 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 glad you're hanging out with us. You can find all of our episodes on your favorite podcast apps, or you can go dive into the archives and show notes and all that good stuff over at. Uh, comicexposure.com we've got merch up there you can go to the threadless link buy yourself a sweet t-shirt with travis and i's mug on it you could buy a mug with our mugs on it can they get a mug with us and our i don't know if i put a mug on there i'm gonna have to look and see i don't know oh josh we also got to talk about something in the next variant too 
Um, yeah. I've been watching some Godzilla, some old school Godzilla. Oh, on HBO Max? Are you HBO Maxing uh, with me? No, on uh, Criterion Collection. Oh, that's right, because they are all Criterion Collection. Yeah, I love Godzilla, buddy. It, I, yeah. I, I love it. I love. I Godzilla. rewatched the first Godzilla, 1954 one, 1956 one uh, again. Was it the uh, one that's put in America, or is it the original one? That's the original Japan. Japanese one. You can't yeah, watch that American bullshit. Yeah, the American <laughs> one. You're like, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, dude. I'm going to tell you, go watch Shin Godzilla. Watch Shin Godzilla. Yeah, that's I haven't the, made it to Shin, Go- that's, Shin Godzilla that's yet. The, that's the newest one. You don't need any other Godzilla to watch. You know, none of them. You are, It's not like there's there's a giant through line that you need to know. But check out Shin Godzilla. It 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 reminds me of old Godzilla. You know, what I really way. want is I forgot the actor's name who actually, you know, for so many years was in the original in the suit. Godzilla suit. But there's yeah. this great black and white picture of him online where he's just got the pants on. And they're held up by a suspender. Yeah. He's, you know, crushing the models. I want that framed so bad in my house. It's such a great uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, photo. Anyways, that's been Godzilla Talk. Uh, that's been thank Godzilla you for talk. listening to us talk about Parker, Dune, and Godzilla on this. <laughs> on this podcast. really weird episode. We've got a couple episodes coming up. We're talking, uh, we'll have a variant episode in in the in the docket. Where we'll, we'll have more into Dune and Godzilla on that one. Yeah, and, and then we've got an episode uh, where we're reading some Immortal Hulk. A more a Morton, a Morton Joe uh, Hulk. We're reading that. Uh, oh, I watched. I watched uh, uh, Mad Max today. Oh. Was that because of all the uh, Morton Joe talk on the last podcast? Yeah, it was the last one. I was like, oh, I should watch that. I finished watching Jaws, and then I was like, what else is on HBO? I'm like, oh, Mad Max. So I watched that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so so yeah, thank you for tuning in. Check out all that stuff on the website. Tell your grandmother about us. Give us them five stars, reviews. Tell your friends and all that good stuff. Uh, and then we got to find something, I guess, current to talk about. I guess Dune. We got to talk about Dune so that we can get, we them, about Dune. get them. Get them. Uh, get I'm, them up, I'm up to date on WandaVision. Uh, once we finish. Um, episode four was. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, not on the, I'm not on the episode four yet. I'm going to watch okay. it today. Then um, that's what our next. Our next episode, we're talking. We're talking WandaVision on our next episode. Uh, I want to know by that time to uh, Willie's Wonderland, who I'm going to make Josh watch the trailer in front of me. As soon as we hang up, we'll be out. Yeah. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this variant. That's going to be good. All right. All right. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. And uh, uh, we'll see you next trade.